Welcome to Tears of a Clown, the podcast. I'm Liv. We're on episode 10 today. And as always, I'm just stoked to be spending time with you all on this Friday. Now, I want to say one thing. It's never one thing. It's never one thing. I don't even know why I even bother making mention of that. Like it's a proclamation that I'm going to uphold. But I'm recording this from the ground at my new spot, and I'm still in the throes of moving, but mostly to the end of it. What I'd like to say is, in the next three months, I'm going to get some type of advertising or sponsorship or a monetization deal. That is a non-negotiable. I've already set it as a goal, and I beat my goals. However, one thing that this podcast will never be sponsored by is Siva Logistics. I never want to be a hater, but... Y'all have played me so many times in the last couple weeks with my bed frame. You did not call me. You did not make a delivery attempt. And I'm still sleeping on the ground like a scrub. Okay, so (laughs) please just, if you're going to order something, just try your best not to go through them. Okay, that's that's all I'm going to say. And again, I hate to start it off with haterism, but I'm also going to keep it real. That's, That's what I do. So that's a no. The second thing is, as we're getting into this episode, I said on episode one, if you are under the age of 21, please go ahead and hit that stop button. Come back when you turn 21. I'm adding that in today because we've got some explicit content. Not that we don't in every episode, but this specifically. I'm also going to add in, if you are a family member, I want you to keep your peace. I want you to stop this right now and just go enjoy your day. And as I mentioned again, when I started this podcast, there are separate parts of me and my life that are not affiliated with um, what I do in my day-to-day, etc. And my my promise here is always to be honest and real and raw, and I'm not going to be ashamed of the things I have done and the life I've experienced, but that doesn't mean everybody wants to hear about it. So there's your disclaimer. Now we're jumping into it. Now today we're going to be talking about group sex. Now you can categorize that however you want. A lot of people just go immediately to threesomes, uh, but that can become an array of things. It doesn't just have to be three people and it certainly doesn't have to be in the traditional way like where you see in the comedy movies and it's like someone's dream and then it happens and it's like this great thing because <laughs> it's not always that way in fact. Now, before you're like, ah, shit, Liv, I'm just not interested in talking about this. I'm not interested in sharing my partner or sharing people of interest to me or just being intimate with more than one person. Like, the thought of even doing that with one person is a lot for me. That doesn't mean this episode can't teach you something because chances are you're going to end up spending time with someone or liking someone or even being with someone that has had interest or has experienced this. And more than anything, there's people in your life, even if they don't talk about it, who have done this before. And it just gives you a great idea and an amount of wisdom, having not wanting to try it yourself, to just have a little more knowledge and be able to say, okay, hey, this is what I know. And it can further back your decision, or maybe it'll give you a little more insight if you are considering changing your mind. And more than anything, I think you'll get some laughs out of it. Now, I went through a season of my life where I was primarily only having three stems. And the reason for that was because I just did not feel comfortable with a high level of intimacy due to some of the bad experiences I had had. And more than anything, I was at this point in my mind where I felt that I could always do better. There was always something I could just level up with. So I think to myself, wow, this person's cute, but what about this person? Or what if I meet someone else? 
And I find that a lot just in the dating scene that people tend to think that way. So this was that time in my life where I, I was that way. And I will say that it was a short time in my life, probably about a year, and relatively not that positive in the long run but there were some cool experiences there were some good things and then there were also some really fucking bad things and what I learned from this was everything comes down to intention when it comes to multiple people sleeping together that is really as simple as it is understanding the intentions behind your own motives and the people around you who you are potentially going to be sexually involved with are the biggest biggest pieces of advice I can give you like checking it's multiple steps and we're just going to go with a typical situation with three people you're literally going through a list and check 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 okay if anything do that because in retrospect, if I would have known really clearly what my intention was, my intention was to overcompensate for my lack of love for myself. And also due to my fear of intimacy, it was to still receive intimacy, but in a very guarded and kind of almost, how do I put this, uh, distant sense so I could say, yes, I've had this experience, but it didn't mean I had to be tied to a greater commitment or give people an opportunity to be able to really get to know me, right? And that doesn't mean that anybody who partakes in group sex doesn't get to know the people they're doing it with. I just mean like on a one-on-one -on -one basis with someone, the way I'd be connecting with them and getting to know them, it just wasn't that, right? It was like built on a level of euphoria and then from there an experience followed praise followed and then I just you know could go about my normal life and that was about the extent that someone could really experience me right so now this does not mean that just because someone partakes in group sex they hate themselves or they're disturbed or there's something wrong with them okay some people just have group sex because they like group sex it's not always that deep I'm just telling you from my side when I was doing this that's what it was for me one thing I learned really quickly when I was getting invited into relationships to potentially have an experience with them was that there were like three specific archetypes. So the first was a couple where there was one person who was super excited about it, was the one that asked for it. And the other person was kind of like, okay, but had a lot of, you know, fear and maybe a little bit of anxiousness about it. The second was a couple where they had issues and they were trying to mend their issues by uh, initiating a threesome and then the third which was the most interesting of them all was the one person who wanted it and then the one person who was doing it to impress the other person so it wasn't like it, it, it was kind of that was probably the darkest one I would say because at least in the first circumstance someone's being really open they're like hey okay you know let's talk about this the second one it's like you got two dumpster fires I learned from that situation which I will be sharing a story and then the the third being one of those things where that can just get really dark really fast because you can tend to get caught up in the aftermath of that and a lot of times in those situations um, you can form an attachment which we will discuss. So I'd say the first and biggest you know do not for threesomes is do not 
by any means skip the communication portion. Do not do that, even if it's awkward. A lot of times people want to play cool and be like, oh, this is happening right now. And they want to take this approach where they know what they're doing and they've got control of everything. And they're like, yeah, this is what's up and this is what we're going to do and it's going to go down. There's no talk about protection. There's no talk about um, hard limits. So that would be things that someone's not comfortable with. There's no talk about what people like, right? It's just assumed. Like it's like, oh, this is what people do or this is what one person I've been with likes or the partner I'm currently with likes or the last person I was with likes. So I'm going to do that. Or this is what feels good to me. So this is what I'm going to do. That is one of those situations where you end up kind of having a performative experience, which was one of my experiences. So to give you an example, I had had two friends. We had, you know, went out to drinks. We decided like, hey, you know, why not try it? Whatever. We really didn't talk about where they were in both of their individual lives, right? Like their individual emotional standings, relationship goals. We're all single. And then, you know, the second thing was we didn't really talk about like, truly what we wanted and how we you know would feel most comfortable or the most like delighted in the experience so it just ended up being kind of a performative situation where each one of us I feel like maybe some were enjoying it more than others I know for me like I didn't I was like thinking about what I wanted to eat after I was not mentally invested I wasn't really enjoying myself and I ended up like walking out like pretty soon through it uh, because I just wasn't into it and I think there was that portion where there's that like pressure where you're supposed to be quote unquote enjoying yourself and then it gets performative and that just really turned me off I don't like that like I uh, we're we're not in a movie chill out like just just chill like enjoy yourself express yourself absolutely but I just kind of felt like it was it was too much and it was just making me feel like it was disingenuine and I just didn't like that. So that's one of those examples where it's like it can turn into where you just actually physically don't enjoy yourself or mentally you're put off. Like you can be doing things physically and like, okay, this is cool. This isn't bad, but it's not like the best thing I've experienced. But the worst is when you're sitting there and you're mentally turned off and you're thinking to yourself like, fuck, I'm not into this, dude. I'm not. Do I have to do this right now? Like I'm not into this. And So communication is absolutely key in these situations. And then this goes for the flip side when it applies to those other examples that I told you guys about where there's maybe one person who um, is trying to convince the other person or, or please the other person. And then the one where it's like a dumpster fire. So again, not checking in where people are mentally, emotionally, physically, like all that stuff. It will come back to bite you in the ass very quickly. I had one situation where I had had these friends that were in a relationship and I was attracted to both of them and we were just having a wild night with some tequila and like stuff started happening and there was like a general check and like is this cool and it was really early on like barely anything had happened and they got in a fight in the middle of the events that were taking place and that was traumatizing I'm not gonna lie to you I was like what the fuck is going on right now I'm like turning my head back and forth like I don't know what to do looking at the both of them they're yelling at each other one of them starts crying the other one starts chasing after the other one I'm like what the hell did I just walk into and it's because I did not know what issues they were facing in their relationship at the time and absolutely no judgment to them because every relationship faces issues but there was a lot more things going on behind the scenes that I was not aware of like active addiction previous cheating like stuff like that I had no idea so I just thought we were having a fun time and then it turned out to be 
a lot more of a heavy experience. And then from there, it was really uncomfortable after the fact. Like, we never really recovered from that. Like, we saw each other once or twice since then in social situations, but it was never the same, which was a bummer because I really liked having them in my life. And then it became one of those weird things where I'm like, "Ah, just awkward. Like, they apologized, whatever else, but it, it was just not cool. And I get that sometimes things just happen, but what I would say is even before, if it doesn't feel unsexy, too bad. Like, you know what's more unsexy is a couple fighting and screaming in front of you until freaking two in the morning when you when you just want to sleep. Like, not cool. So I think the biggest thing I could have done was say, hey, listen, before we do this, have you guys talked about this stuff before? You know, are you both good with anything that happens? Is there any no's? Like, I could have, as the person who had more experience, done that, but I also kind of assumed that they knew what they were doing, which was my bad. So next that I would say is the emotional aspect. Do not underestimate this because sometimes you can get into a situation where you have a group experience and you can feel incredibly used after. And I hate to say that because it sounds sad and and it's depressing, but that is the case, you know, especially if you're interested or care about the people and maybe you want to do that again or you want to see what shape or form your connection with them takes after the experience. So a lot of the times people do not think about aftercare when they have group sex. So it's kind of like, a, oh, we did this. And then there's this awkwardness where it's like, oh, and you're tired. You're like, oh, OK, I'll pass out. Or, hey, we just don't talk about it. Or maybe we do talk about it, but we talk about how fun it was. And there's not really like the check in of where people are at emotionally. So I had had experience that I would say is one of my ones I'm not um, very proud of where I was in an open relationship as it was agreed to and my partner at the time had been actively talking to someone like involved with them etc and I ended up having a threesome with someone that I had already been sexually involved with and then another person that I had also previously dated so we all got together we're you know having a, a great time like it was a good physical experience, everything else. And when it had ended, what happened was that I was actually pretty sad um, because I had realized like I'd started to develop feelings for one of the people. And it was just like we had this experience and that's all we would ever be. And that's on me, right? Like I, I needed to check my emotional availability on that situation. But I really was depressed after. Like I was bummed out and then I felt used, even though not it's not that person's fault in the sense where like I consented absolutely I enthusiastically consented if we're referring to last episode but what I did not do was do an emotional check-in and more than anything really get a sense for where this person was at I kind of just was like oh okay like this person's clearly into me they're very attracted to me they're you know they act caring towards me etc but the reality was is like it didn't go past that And that really bummed me out. And especially because it was an exception that I made. Obviously, having been in an open, you know, situation, you have to communicate those things. You have to make sure that, you know, both partners are on board, etc. And it does open up um, a new communication and um, even sometimes obstacle in a relationship because you can be, you can agree to being open and you can still get jealous or still get angry or still have negative feelings, right? It's, there's, Poly couples are not happy all the time and sometimes they might even be bummed out, right? Um, It's a part of like the human experience where, and I think that's where a lot of people love having um, group relationships and or group sex because it does challenge those primal emotions you have and it kind of 
brings you away from like this animalistic sense you have and you really have to ground yourself and have self-control and um, be in touch with yourself and understand you know what you are capable of handling and taking on and then continuing to push that from there. So I didn't go into that last situation thinking that I was going to win someone over. However, what I will tell you is if you know you like one of the people and the other one's just an accessory and you're trying and and before I say this, there are people who are listening to this who have done this. I know you have and I, I'm guilty of it at one point too. I have entered a situation where there was one person that I wanted and the other person was just kind of there and it I, I didn't I didn't dislike them. I wasn't unattracted to them, but they weren't the person I wanted. So I partook in the situation thinking that the end result would hail me with the person I wanted. And that can get really sticky. How I got there was really interesting. I had had a friend who was, how do I put this? Uh, uh, quite qu- quite an interesting person in the sense where uh, they, they themselves really didn't have any values, but they liked to uphold other people to values um definitely not someone I have in my life anymore and that was getting into that situation just like I I will tell you guys just like I think the next thing is the next role we can go into is knowing the red flags so this person had done several things that were red flags that I should have paid attention to specifically like alluding to the fact that they wanted to have group sex because then it would open up um an option for them to be non-monogamous because they wanted options and this person had also like said things that were kind of rude in the sense where like it was almost like trying to tell me that like they're they can they can trust me in the situation because essentially I didn't like really compete or compare with them in so many words and granted I was younger and now as an adult I'd be like what the are you don't ever fucking talk to me that way right and I don't want anything to do with you and then the last was there was a lot of like encouragement that was felt a lot more like they were trying to sell me on something and then that wasn't actually the reality of of where they were at not the other person So once we had actually gotten into this situation, it was almost like we were two pawns in that person's game, I feel like. And they were plotting. They're like, okay, I'm going to do this so I can get this. And trust me when I tell you, especially when I was younger, manipulation is a coping skill. A lot of times people don't realize that. So they'll call someone a manipulative person blindly, especially when they're younger, and be really cruel about it. And they don't really understand that a lot of times people that have to manipulate things needed to manipulate to survive. So when it comes to as they grow and form new relationships, sometimes that's just the only way they know how to communicate and get their way, quote unquote, right? So I have a lot more grace for these situations in like early 20s and whatnot. But now at 31 years old, if I even feel myself trying to manipulate in like a dark and nefarious way to get to get what I want, like I really check myself and I'm, I'm very disappointed in myself. And we've all done it. So please don't pretend like you haven't on some way, shape or form. Wait, if you haven't, I'm so excited. I can't wait to hear about all your experiences uh, from... Uh, the different dimension that you came from I seriously hit me up I want to know everything about it because I always wonder what it's like being in an entirely different dimension and not being a human anyways I digress so I in this situation now can look at it in hindsight and be like whoa you know this person was just not a good person but it was the person they were with that I cared about and had such a soft spot for and I actually just recently told this person this like in the last year where I was like yo like we somehow like connected and checked in on each other and I was like hey like I really liked you like I I liked you a lot and in my head I thought to myself like if we have this experience then maybe it'll 
you know, potentially open a bigger door. And I will say I was in the wrong in that situation where like, even though the per the, my friend was like just shitty, and I, I hate to say that, just like terribly shitty, uh, it doesn't mean that in my head I should have been able to justify being like, I was almost very like pick me energy. It was like, well, I'm the one, I'm the one that this person should be with because, you know, their partner is so bad to them. My friend is such a terrible person. They're cheating, they're a liar, all these things, right? So I wasn't necessarily in the right either, which is why I'm trying to tell you guys, but you know, the heart is a very powerful uh, organ and it wants what it wants. So in this situation, I tried to get what I wanted. And so I got into a situation. I, you know, had a threesome with them. And like, I swear to you doing that, like it was probably the best um, one that I've ever had. And it was simply just because of the person that I was super attracted to. Like, it was just amazing. Like every single thing that was happening, I was like, wow, wow, wow. And I remember, you know, like sometimes you have a really good physical experience and you get like flashbacks the next day. Like I was having that for weeks. And I remember uh, the next morning sitting there and thinking to myself, like, I don't know how I'm going to be able to be normal around this person again, because all I want to do is like touch them. All I want to do is like be close to them, experience them like I, I was so drawn to this person and it was incredibly difficult for me and I couldn't really get it out of my head like it started to become this thing and it was funny because I was in group text with my best friends and they both were like are you <laughs> you know are you gonna tell the the truth about what happens when you get a threesome when you catch feelings and I'm like this is one of those situations where I absolutely did catch feelings and let me tell you whoo one of the most difficult things is when you give yourself to someone physically and then they still don't want you. And this is going into a kind of a sidebar here. I was having a conversation with someone recently and I was talking about, you know, how people tend to feel angry after like a hookup if someone doesn't hit them up or, you know, essentially they don't follow up. And this person was like, yeah, but my intention isn't to use them. And it wasn't because it wasn't good. I just didn't feel that spark, right? Or like I, I was preoccupied with something else. And I'm like, yeah, but imagine how another person internalizes this. In their head, they think to themselves, I, I, put, I gave you my best performance. Like I really was trying. I, I did my absolute like most, most and best. And you still don't want me. You don't want me after this. You're not thinking about me. You're not wanting to talk to me. You're not wanting to go out with me. Like it is a huge blow to the ego. It, it causes some serious uh, ego death. And from there, we react pretty violently when we have that, right? So we start to get insecure. Or we'll lash out or we'll say things or we'll assume the worst about people. And so this is one of those situations where like it was a very painful after because I definitely wanted to be with this person. And, you know, they were in, they were infatuated and in a relationship and that wasn't going to change regardless of their attraction and their experience with me so don't go in thinking my loves that you can change someone's mind because you can't okay you can't and there is a rare occasion where that does happen which is the next one are you ready <laughs> you're like damn Liv how many stories do you have there's there's a few we're getting to the end here I promise uh the next is don't risk a friendship so this is a don't Okay, do not risk a friendship for group sex. I have had situations where it was insinuated or there was someone that was important in my life and they're like, oh, we want to try this. And I, as I got older, especially, I started saying no. I'd be like, listen, you guys are both hot and like, 
in another life, I would have, but it's not worth it to me because I know that person well and I actually know how they're going to react, number one. And number two, there are some times where you can hook up with people and have an amazing friendship after. One of like my like guy friends that I've sustained for a very long time that I originally met off Tinder, like we didn't, like we messed around a little bit years and years ago and we've seen each other through relationships, like career changes, everything. And like, I will always find this person attractive, but more than anything, like that's my homie, right? So there are times where you can recover from that and it's just like a thing that happened. You were at a short period of your life and that was it and never turned into more and it's not going to. But if you know the people in your life and you know how maybe they're going to react, what baggage they're bringing in, what they're trying to achieve, like all those other steps that we talked about, don't risk it. Like if you have that gut feeling, this might not be a good idea. And this is very different than, you know, anxiety. Anxiety says, well, what if, you know, the people aren't attracted to me what if I don't do a good job what if I don't know what I'm doing you know what if what if I mess up so bad that they make fun of me after like those things if you're thinking though in your gut I just don't I don't know that this is going to end up really great don't fucking do it okay please because what I will tell you is I had someone that was very close to me regardless of you know what chains they carried and and kind of what they were going through and we had a special relationship and I really did care about this person they ended up bringing someone around we had not didn't do like the full out thing but it it got pretty close and unfortunately what ended up happening was the spark was there for me and the person they had brought to accompany us and me and that person ended up dating and it really fucking hurt my friend and I was honest and upfront immediately I had told them like hey listen this is um didn't plan it like we hit it off you know, etc. But it really hurt my friend because my friend then compared, I would say, themselves to me for a very long time and kind of thought like, what did you have that I didn't have that didn't make this person want me the way that they wanted you? And which is so funny because on so many levels, I actually thought that my friend was a lot more um, attractive and whatnot than I was. But I think more than anything, it was just a connection thing. And sometimes that's all it comes down to is you connect with someone and then from there, it's like you cannot control it. It's like a visceral reaction. And that damaged our friendship and we never recovered from that. Like we're cool now and they've moved on with their life. They've got, you know, they're married, etc. We have each other on social media, but our friendship never was strong after that. Like it was a really painful blow. And I, I feel a, a lot of hurt and, and sadness for that that version of my friend at that time when we were younger and more than anything the person I dated was not worth it like that person ended up being such a toxic emotionally abusive uh relationship and and it was just not worth losing a friend over so really assess those situations is throwing away a friendship worth one night of fun which by the way the night of fun that I'm talking about when you have group sex it you're especially if it's people you've never slept with they don't know what you're into and yes we can lean on the communication and say well live we i went through the communication that's great but how often do you actually have an orgasm after a first time having sex with someone it's not i i mean unless you're like like you burn to the touch i certainly don't right uh so that's another thing too it's like if you're just trying to get that like go take a shower okay Now we're going to go into the do's. Everyone is very particular about what they enjoy physically and uh, how they're stimulated mentally, which I talk about all the time. So I'm not going to give you specifics, touch here, do this, say that, etc. Because that just 
it's not a one size fits all. But what I will say is there's a couple really good do's that will help elevate your experience if you are you know, ready and you have went through my checklist I've given you, the, the group sex or threesome checklist, okay? You actually go through it. Uh, listen to my cautionary tales, please. I'm begging you. So one of the biggest things I'd say is give equal attention to each person. Uh, that is a big do. And how you do that, sometimes it can be a little bit of a juggling act, but it's a lot of it's paying attention and, and mirroring what they seem to uh, express. So sometimes what I find is if a person is kissing me really passionately, then I can tell that's how they want to be kissed. So I can mirror that and then I can kind of go from their actions and continue to reciprocate and is you, you don't have to rush, okay? Like you can go slow, you know, go here, go here, splice up your time and just make sure that you're making both people feel or however many people, I mean, more than two, just that's a headache. I, I don't, <laughs> good luck to you. But, uh, you know, just make sure that you're making everybody feel wanted, comfortable, desirable, attractive, etc. The next do is do compliment. And you don't have to go into like telling a Wattpad story, okay? Please don't do the most. I, I don't care what you're into, just like, especially in a group setting, but like complimenting them is, it goes a long way. And it can just be a small, like straight to the point compliment, but that does boost someone's confidence, especially if they're in the middle of doing something and you wanna make them feel like they're doing a good job. Like that is always great. And again, you can keep it short and sweet. That is a big one that I would say that will always aid you. The next do is make sure that everybody's checking in with one another. That's a big do because sometimes things can just start going and we're human beings. Like one might space out or get insecure or feel awkward or not enjoy something. It's as simple as stopping and being like, is that okay? It, or is it all right if I do this? That will just make you seem so much more, number one, in tune with what's currently going on. Number three, connected to the experience. And and number three, just respectful, which is just so attractive. If someone's being respectful in that sense, like I know that they're being caring and I, I really like a protective person just in general. I'm very protective. Uh, then that just makes me feel all the much safer in the experience I'm having. And that's something people don't do a lot. It's kind of like, oh, we're just going and here we go. And it's like, we're going to do this now. We're going to do this now. And that's not really how it should be. So do that and that'll make a huge, huge, huge difference. The next do I would say is don't pretend you're in a movie, please. And I'm sure you have one going in your head and, and you'll make one after the fact, but don't sit there and just mirror what you think you're supposed to do. Asking, like I just said before, and also really checking and following people's body language and even better if they tell you, do that, okay? Don't, don't, don't try to do the most in these situations because a lot of times, again, when you're having first contact with someone, they're not gonna enjoy that. Like, you've gotta get to know someone. So I would say you're already having a pretty crazy experience in the first place. Like really just try to stay present and don't try to go into this headspace where you're performing and you're like, you're you're really showing up and you're like, oh, I'm gonna show them. Because a lot of times it's, that actually doesn't end up being that impressive. Uh, the biggest do I would say is make sure that you practice aftercare. I talked about it a little bit earlier in the episode, but aftercare is so important with any sex, but especially group sex. And what that really means is you're ensuring for everyone, including yourself, that you're hydrated, that you've got the privacy you need after the fact. Sometimes people like to, you know, go separate themselves for a little bit, whether that means like they go wash up, they, you know, have some water, they go get a bite, like, et cetera. Like, make sure everybody's good. 
they are feeling okay, they have either the closeness or space they need, and also for yourself as well. So, you know, I know for me, I'm like, I, I just after any sexual experience, like, I want to feel close to the person after, and I really don't like if someone just rolls, like, I'm immediately put off and don't ever want to be with someone again physically if they just roll over immediately and get on their phone. Like, that's just not okay to me, right? So, like, making sure that you're practicing that aftercare and making sure that you know what it looks like for each person. And sometimes that means asking, like, are you into cuddling? Like, I like to cuddle. Do you want to cuddle? You know, just checking in. That doesn't make you not cool, by the way, okay? That's, that's like, a very mature and secure thing to do is to be able to say, like, hey, this, this, and that. And part of aftercare is, like, the whole dipping experience. I understand that some people will, um, you know, sleep over after or presume with a day, depending on what time of day it is. But like dipping out right after unless it's it's asked of you is also kind of rude because it seems like you just came to get what you wanted and then you left. And I get sometimes we can feel awkward and not know what to say to fill the gaps. But a lot of this goes back to the communication in the beginning, which is you know, making sure like, hey, okay, so we're going to do this. Do we want to like, does anybody have plans after this? Like, we want to see how we're all feeling. It, it seems like a lot of preparation and a lot of responsibility. And guess what? That's because it is. Having sex with someone is responsibility. And you add in another person or another person and that only doubles and quadruples that. So, you know, be aware, be present, be prepared. And I would say more than anything, just remember, regardless of how your values align, listening to this episode don't don't be an asshole and judge people who have group sex they're not excluded from your sacredness of sex if they experience that in the way that they do and more than anything if they are just going through a phase or a season of life like I did when I had those experiences that doesn't give you the right to judge them or invalidate them of course you can be supportive and caring and protective of your friends hey just want to make sure you're using protection hey just want to make sure you know you're feeling okay has everyone been nice and respectful that you've been hanging out with like totally do that but your your idea of what intimacy is is very different than the person next to you. In fact, if you're to look at some of your friends' sex lives, I think you would be shocked by how if you actually have open conversations about how they experience intimacy and pleasure versus you. It's all very different and there's no need and there's no need for anybody to be crass or cruel about what others practice as long as we have consenting adults doing it and there's no non-consenting beings involved or non-consenting um you know participants uh, being hurt or you know forced or dragged into anything okay like consenting adults can do what they want in the confines of the space that they are in okay so i will leave that at that now today's story time is going to be rather short i think specifically because I told many stories within this episode, but this one's about a missed opportunity and I just can't help but share it with you all. So story time, let's go. This is the story of the celebrity missed connection. So I was in the height of my hot girl 20s. I had my lashes. I had my hair extensions. I was going to the gym like twice a day. I was feeling myself, okay? And that doesn't mean that you have to be hot to do those things. I just, I was really feeling good. So my confidence was through the roof. And naturally, I'm just on every dating app having the time of my life talking to whoever, thinking, okay, you know, I am the shit. I'm the person who's gonna get what they want. And I had recently started a new job that was really like starting to get me into like 
big girl serious career work and again this was still earlier on but I knew that it could hail to become something really great so I was not willing to risk it by any means at the same time I'm still going out when I can you making sure that I get my work done but I'm you know partying on the weekends etc one day I'm on tinder and I end up seeing one of the most beautiful men I had ever seen before and I'm like oh my god hell yeah this is I want this one I I want this one so I swipe on this person and lo and behold he also swipes on me and so we start talking and I quickly realize that I recognize him and that's because he was a pretty freaking famous guy so I'm like oh man (sighs) here we go my boyfriend's a celebrity what am I supposed to do right like I've 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 got to get prepared here I got to go and get everything waxed (laughs) I got to make sure my extensions are combed like I was so ready for whatever he had planned but little did I know that he was just a bit about almost two hours away uh hour and some change I'd say and he was out you know past towards the mountains and on top of that he was only going to be where he was at for one night and so he is a couple hours drive away from me on a work night okay and he's being very forward he's like I think you're really cute I want you to be bring some friends let's me and a friend or two of yours have some fun And I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa. Like, he is being extremely forward. He's letting me know what's up. And this is like one of those situations. I'm like, I can't, I can't miss this. I can't say no to this. So I'm like, for sure. Absolutely. I'm thinking, just give me a day or two and we can make this happen. I'm going through like the Rolodex of friends and trying to think of like one evil twin I can bring with me. And we're just gonna go and like, it's a story for the books. Like, you could, you could tell your grandkids this shit one day, okay? So... He's like, well, I'm only in town for tonight. (laughs) And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, I'm at the Ritz. Like, I'm only in town for tonight. So you got to come down tonight. Like, let me know when you're leaving. And I'm like, fuck. I'm going through this internal dilemma. And he's like, yeah, you can stay at the Ritz. I'll make sure, you know, you got a room, etc. Like, he was, he was ready. Okay. And he was, I cannot express to you, this man is beautiful. So I'm like, oh, God, a Ritz Carlton? I've never even driven past one of those. I talked to one of my girlfriends. She's like, let's go. And as we're trying to plan and make this work, I'm realizing more and more that I am literally not going to be able to do this because the company I was working for, it was just, again, starting in my career. And it was one of those companies where we had conferences and had to fly out places. I had major flight anxiety. And I was going to have to fly uh, across the states quite literally the next day so I could I literally could not leave I would not have enough hours even to pack do anything else it just wouldn't make sense and if I didn't go I'd lose my job so I'm going back and forth in my head and I'm trying to like figure it out I'm like um well why don't you stay another night he's like I can't you know have meetings etc and I'm like Ugh, I agonized for like two hours throughout the night should I just go there's a point where I was like, gonna grab my shit just go I went back and forth etc I eventually decided that my career was more important than uh, hooking up with a, a celebrity. So I decided to stay home and I did not go. And I'll never forget when I told him like, hey, I'm not going to be able to make it up tonight. He's like, damn, that really sucks. Like we would have had a really good time. And like I was just 
Oh, I was crushed. I was crushed. And then, of course, you know, we talk a little bit more, but the next day he leaves the city and he's gone. Like, that's it. We, it wasn't like a, we're going to talk more, etc. And it's so funny because now I think about it and I look at where this person's at with their career and they've done great things and they only continue to become more successful and attractive. And I will tell you, now, if it was this day and age, I wouldn't do it, right? I've, I've changed the things I like, etc. But what I will say is I do kick Young Live for that at some level because I'm like, you could, if you really wanted to, you little anxious shit, you could have pulled it off. But I do think that even in the midst of my chaoticness, this was so telling of who I was going to become as a woman, which was a woman who puts her career first. So I can't say his name, but I'm sorry that I did not meet with you all those years ago. And trust me, every time you pop up on my feed or somewhere else, I think about it. And I'm sad I missed the opportunity. And if you ever come back to Tahoe, I would love to go on a date with you. So... (laughs) that's where I'll leave that. All right, gang. So I gotta hang this giant 65-inch TV. It's the biggest TV I've ever owned today with some of my friends. I am so thankful again for my friends that have helped me through this move. I'm almost settled in. Almost there, like I said. Gotta get that going. I'm gonna have some tequila. Enjoy one of my closest friend's birthdays tonight, and I hope you all have a great weekend. And just remember, if you want to do something and you make sure that you check in with yourself and you protect yourself in the way physically and emotionally and mentally then that you need to, go do that. And if it ends up not being for you, that's okay. Make sure you have a trusted counsel that you can go to and speak your thoughts and mind to, your fears, your questions without judgment and just love. And if you don't have that, message me, okay? Go in my DMs and I will be there for you. And more than anything, if you're not into something, like I said, Let people do as they please. Not everybody functions the same way as you. And more than anything, have fun. We're young and we're not going to be having conversations like this when we're a lot older. Probably because quite literally physically it will be difficult to or we won't be able to. There's going to be some point where we're all not going to be able to have sex. So just enjoy it now if you're doing it. If you're like me and you don't have a person to consistently do it with and you really want that and you're holding out for it and you're testing the waters, you do that. If you want to do it with multiple people, you do that. If you don't want to do it at all, hey, more power to you. I wish I was like you, okay? I I envy you. I'm proud of you. So (laughs) I'll leave it with that. Uh, Can't wait to talk to you all next week. Thank you for joining me. This is Tears of a Clown, the podcast. I'm Liv, and I'll miss you.